Hey guys, another sunny day in beautiful Culver City, California. Uh, and today um, I wanted to share with you a little bit of why uh, I started my garage gym. Um, if you saw the 15 minute webinar, you get a pretty good understanding uh, as to who I am and what I believe in and what I don't believe in. Um, but we all have to start from somewhere. So this is what ended up happening. My wife and I moved in in 2017 and I thought that building this gym was gonna be my side hustle while I worked at a commercial gym uh, a couple miles away from here. I had a pretty good client base. Um, and so I had like some kettlebells when I was cleaning this stuff out. Like you should just, I mean, this looks like it's pretty badass right now, right? Got a lot of stuff, got a lot of equipment. The outside we've got 14 foot rig. Um, but really I didn't buy any of this until I was forced into it. Um, and, um, I thought that I would have some clients who wanted to save a little bit of money or no longer go to the gym or have a private environment and up coming here. And so do both, right? Trained my clients in my gym, clean, train clients at the gym that I was working at, kind of split my time, maybe just do this on the weekends. I didn't really have a plan for it. And before I could even start training uh, any clients here, before I'd even started building here, uh, I got fired from my job and it was devastating. I'd been there for about five years. I served as a master instructor, so I trained other trainers. Um, and it was really an unfortunate and heartbreaking situation because it was the first place that I felt like I belonged. Um, but upon reflection of, uh, of what happened with me there, um, a, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I'm very bad at pivoting and I'm, I will be the first to admit that. I'm really willing to take risks when I'm backed into a corner, but if things are going well, and this is most people, um, I believe it's hard for you to pivot. And one of the things that that taught me was that I had to take greater risks when the risks weren't necessary to take. And so, um, because of that, I switched from one-on-one -on -one to semi-private. Because of that, I stopped doing organic and started doing paid leads. Because of that lesson that I learned that in order to be great, you had to sacrifice what makes you good, um, I was able to grow my business into a pretty pretty profitable business working from my home. So I was very fortunate. Uh, but one of the questions that um, a very good trainer who I've known for a couple of years had asked me is like, what was the reason why you bought all that equipment? and like, why did you invest? So, so you know, um, I opened a, uh, a golf fitness training facility in Los Angeles, um, or I, I don't wanna say opened it, I uh, consulted on their business. And one of the first things that one of those members there told me was he felt like his son couldn't get a good workout there because it didn't look like a gym. And that was really, that hit my ego in a, in a weird way. And I was a younger man at that time, I was 27, maybe 28. And I remember thinking like, well, this guy doesn't know anything. This guy has no idea what I'm capable of doing for my clients with a set of kettlebells up to 28 kilos. This guy has no idea what fitness is all about. This isn't about having everything. This is about teaching, it is about building, it is about doing things um, that are goal oriented without needing to spend you know, tens of thousands of dollars on equipment. However, he wasn't alone and he wasn't the only member there that I, I wasn't serving myself, right? So I needed to look at him while I was there and think, all right, what's gonna get guys like him to think that his son 
to think that he can develop power, develop strength. And what they know is what they saw in pumping iron with Arnold, right? Barbells and all kinds of machines. So when I outfitted my own gym, I did a little bit of both. I wanted to have as much badass stuff in here that I could, but I also do a lot of body weight training, a lot of free weight training, and I don't need to have a bunch of machines. I needed to be true to myself as a trainer. So I bought the things that always identified uh, with me as a, as a trainer. And as you learn more about how you start to sell yourself as a coach, how you start to sell your garage gym business as the ultimate place for your clients to get results, the more every single piece of equipment needs to be part of you. My dad, who lives a mile away from me, trains with me um, four times a week. And last week he was in here and he said, what piece of equipment do you regret getting? And the answer was only one thing. I wish I could say it was none, it was only one thing. And the only reason why I have even one thing that I regret picking up is because it takes up too much space and it's my glute hand developer. So if any of you need a GHD and you're in Los Angeles, I'm not even selling it, you just had it, come here. <laughs> but um, what was really cool about that is knowing that I identify with every single piece of equipment over here. Those are maces, right? I know the history behind the mace, the gata. I know the 3000 year old history and I get to express that in every tour, right? The kettlebells that I work with, right? I've studied kettlebells. I spent a full year of my life only training with kettlebells. The barbells and the medicine balls and the 1500 pounds of bumper plates that we have, right? I've spent pretty much my whole life using those kind of pieces of equipment. The Vipers I got certified in, the resistance bands versus the cables, all of the things that I have in this facility and all of the things that I don't have in this facility directly reflect the kind of man that I am, the kind of trainer that I've become, and the kind of experience I want my clients to have when they train with me here. So it was not a small decision to think that I needed to spend over $20,000 on equipment. To be honest with you, I've spent probably since opening about $50,000. That Rhino there was almost $5,000 itself. And so if you look at every, every piece of equipment as an investment and not as a, um, what's the opposite of investment? And, and not as a, a, a burden. I know that's not the right word, but you get what I'm saying, right? As something that isn't depreciated in value because you get to use it over and over and over again. The investment into your business, into your skill set, whether that is selling, whether that is becoming a better trainer, whether that it is providing a better environment for your trainers to feel like they're getting more results, it's worth it. I knew that with every dollar that I spent towards becoming a better business person, a better salesman, a better trainer, right, a better coach, every single dollar was gonna come back tenfold. So that's a long why, but if you are hesitant at all about spending money, about investing in yourselves, and about making you, you a better businessman, a better coach, a better trainer, a better service provider, you need to drop those hesitations right now because every dollar that you invest into yourself is going to pay back a lot. So enjoy this video.